everybody. Welcome back to the ComingToAmericaBaseball.com podcast, episode 16. They said we couldn't do it. They said we'd get canceled. Didn't happen. The bosses upstairs are, keep, are keeping us going because of guests like Brandon Knight, who you'll hear part two of two in a minute. But I want to go and thank a few people and congratulate a few people, actually, too, uh, who have won the ComingToAmericaBaseball.com podcast authentic official t-shirts printed and manufactured in Thailand. So, uh, we've got Travis Compton, who asked a question, G-O-U of Yonhap News, uh, who didn't want his t-shirt, but you're going to get one anyhow. You've helped me a lot uh, along the way. Um, and last but not least, Harry Dean, a fan of the people who Brandon Knight said he knew and got a, a real kick out of his question. Real, a lot of laughs. We had a lot. Of, we had a good time, Brandon and I. You'll hear this podcast. Not only do we talk about baseball, we talked about pop culture, we talked about history, we talked about World War II, and we had a helicopter landing. We also touched on the JFK conspiracy theories. So. Sit back, enjoy part two of Brandon Knight. Toughest out for you in this league? Um, I, I think over the time it's probably Kim Tae-gyun. He just for the he he the way his swing is, um, the, even his pre his pre swing routine, he's constantly. Th- working on keeping keeping his hands inside and with me trying to I throw inside a lot to right-handed hitters with him practicing that all the time he's able to get keep his hands inside and still drive the ball well um, when, when I pitch inside he he adjusts to what you're doing um, you can't pitch in the same way all the time usually he'll he'll make the adjustments and and, and you might get him get him out one way the first time you're probably not going to do it the next time, um, you know. If you're so that that I think that's that's what makes him difficult. Also, if you do make a mistake, more times than not, he's going to hurt you. He doesn't typically miss mistakes, so you have to um, you have to make you you're definitely on your toes every pitch against him. This comes from a listener, Travis Compton wrote, "What went into your career last year?" and uh, how many years do you think you have left? Last year was a what? What went into your career year last year, and how many years do you have left? Do you think? Um, what I think I think the biggest thing for me last year was coming to the realization that I'm no longer a power pitcher. Um, my entire career, I was a guy who threw in the in the in the mid to, mid to you know mid to upper 90s um, fastball wise, so I could get away with. Missing, um, especially in the minor leagues, I could get away with missing over the plate or or high um, because I could usually throw it by guys, and I and I had a, a, a decent breaking ball to put put with that. Well, as I've gotten older, 37 now, 36 last year, my my fastball was nowhere near as good as it used to be, and also since my arm speed has gone down a bit, my breaking balls aren't as sharp. So I couldn't go. I couldn't be throwing maybe a 91 mile an hour uh, four seam fastball, and then uh, an average, maybe an average slider or, or whatever, and be successful on a regular basis. Um, 
so I came to a realization that I, that was going to have to change, and I picked up, I, I, I learned, I, I came into spring training three years ago, uh, my first year with, with Nexen, wanting to, to find a new pitch, whether it be a split finger or, or a sinker or whatever. And I, I, found, I found a grip that I liked for a sinker and just ran with it. Instead of really testing it out, I just basically said, this is going to be it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and, and started throwing it. I started throwing it that year. Um, Did I was, somebody help you with it? Or? No. I mean, um, our, our, our closer, so not, he, he, he kind of showed me the grip. But it was also the same grip that Mel Sotomayor had shown me when I was with the Yankees, but it didn't work for me then. It, I just, I maybe because I wasn't really willing, I wasn't desperate at the time. <laughs> um, so I just, he just showed me the grip, and from that point on, I just, I just went with it, and just to see what would, would, would happen. Um, I was coming off a knee surgery that year, and so my, my, my balance wasn't particularly good, um, but the pitch was working. I mean, I would miss with it. I would walk guys. I would hit guys because I just wasn't quite comfortable with it yet. But I saw what was going on. I went from being a fly ball pitcher to, I think, second in the league in ground balls, which was, wow, okay, this is pretty cool. And then last year, being being 100% healthy, had a year of using that pitch um, to my advantage and also starting to get comfortable with throwing the sinker outside instead of just inside. Um, it made it made a world of difference. I could just say, okay, I'm throwing this pitch for a strike, and usually it would end up in a ground ball. And usually, when you when you get a lot of ground balls, as long as your defense is good, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of outs. I didn't I my strikeouts. I used to be a, a, a high strikeout guy. I think I had 200 208 innings last year. I think I had 100 strikeouts, which just is not me. But I tell you what. It certainly helped me get deep into games. I, I, you know, threw six innings, six or seven innings, just about every game, which obviously helps the helps the bullpen, and just you know, certainly helps games go go quicker. Um, it was fun. It was just reinventing myself. It was it was it was it was a, it was a fun experience. So now I'm just. Just trying to continue to, to, to roll on with that, and, and and I think even now I'm trying to do some some different things with the sinker, trying to move it move it around a little bit more. Um, just I'm, I'm I'm kind of toying with it at this point. You got a lot left in the tank. I you? hope so. I, I mean I, I would obviously the velocity is going down. I mean I, I top out around 90 every once in a while. I might hit 91 now, um, but I feel like the the pitch lends itself to uh, longevity. As long as I can stay healthy, if I can move the ball around and get a lot of ground balls, uh, I think that would. I think that'll certainly certainly help. It's it's um, you know, hitters make adjustments. They start they start to realize that if I if I if I'm seeing it at say you know, just over knee level, maybe don't swing at it because it's probably going to end up out of the zone. Or but then if I'm seeing it at at a little bit higher, maybe maybe waist level, and that pitch is going to be a good pitch to hit or whatever. Hitters make adjustments, so I need to be able to make sure that I'm moving the ball around in and out, um, you know, working in my other pitches. I, I I got into a bad habit of just throwing sinker slider, sinker slider, sinker slider. And that's just that, that's just not realistic. I need to I need to work in my my curveball, my changeup, and so that's kind of my um, that's the next reinvention for me is to become 
more comfortable with my other secondary pitches. My, my changeup, I think, is going to become a uh, more important pitch for me now. Who'd you grow up? I know you grew up a Dodgers fan. Mm-hmm. Who was your childhood uh, favorite player? My childhood favorite player was Steve Sachs. I, always, I, I, didn't, I didn't care about pitching when I was younger. I didn't care about pitching when I was even in high school, even in college, really. It, it was just, okay, they wanted, me to, they wanted me to pitch, so I'll pitch. Um, I, always wanted to, I always wanted to play you know, shortstop, second base, any, anywhere in the field, so I was playing every day. I wanted to play every day, period. Um, and so, and I, I just like Steve Sachs. I like the way that he went about playing. He was, kind of, he was a hard-nosed type guy. Um, obviously, being a Dodger fan helped. Um, and so that was really who I emulated. Um, as I got older, as I pitched a little bit more, I started to like Nolan Ryan. I kind of patterned my... my my motion after him at one point. I mean, I had this really high. My knee was up to my my face at one point when I was in when I was in college or when I was in high school. Um, so I, I, you know, obviously I liked the fact that he was blowing balls by guys and that that kind of thing, especially at his age. Um, but th- yeah, that was that was really who who I I liked at least at that, that at that point. Speaking of Nolan Ryan, you Darvish is on pace to pass Ryan's strikeout record mm-hmm. in a single season. You got to see him in Japan. Darvish? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, we were on the same team as rookie year. Right, right, yeah. right. Can you talk about him a little bit and what it was like being with him over there and, and <clears throat> him now and what you think of him? Well, I mean, just coming in, there was so coming in that year, his rookie year, um, rookies are like gold in Japan. I mean, rookies a lot of times have more notoriety when they're co- first coming in yeah. than like your, your veteran stars. They just love him. They love rookies there. And so he came in. There was obviously a lot of curiosity. Obviously had loads of talent. Um, certainly there was the, the the curiosity that he's half Japanese, half Iranian. Um, there was there was a difference to him. Um, but he was pretty quiet. He was he he, he was fairly typical um, you know, Japanese rookie player. He just was taking it all in, trying to be respectful of all the. The older players and and going through the motions. He had plenty of talent. Um, he took his he took his lumps here and there, but I mean it was, it was pretty obvious that he was going to be be a, a you know, special pitcher. So you're not surprised by his success right now? Oh no, no, definitely not. It, my my only thing is I'm I'm always concerned with Japanese um, pitchers is, is their health, the, the amount of the amount of throws that they make throughout throughout a, a season and stuff like that. Um. This is a little bit selfish of me, but you put the pinstripes on. I dreamed of doing that. Mm-hmm. What was it like? I mean, to play in the old Yankee Stadium, to call Derek Jeter your teammate, mm-hmm. to pitch for Joe Torre. Um, you mentioned, you, you know, Mel Stavermeyer was your coach. What was the most special thing about being a Yankee? Well, I mean, probably being uh, on that team, being in that stadium, wearing that uniform. The first time that I went to spring training, um, and and my my uniform was hanging in the lot in, in the in the locker and, and and to just put that on there was no there was no doubt that 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 was that that was a huge part of being part of, of, of that history maybe just a small part but I'm still I still was able to put them on um, you know have you know, forever know that I was that I was that I was a New York Yankee yeah, it's just it's it's a, it's a, it's a pretty special feeling, um, and to just and, and to play with so many, to play with so many 
great players and then put on the same uniform that, that just countless Hall of Famers and, and fantastic players and coaches um, have have worn. It, it's, it's a it's 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 a pretty awesome thing. Um, in the KBO, it's kind of tough for foreign fans. Well, it's tough for foreign fans to follow the KBO. The league doesn't have an English link. Um, thankfully, we have Dan Kurtz mm-hmm. on KBO.net. Um, would you like to see this change and maybe the league come a little bit more friendly to foreigners? Maybe do one game a week or something in English, or add an English link to their website. I. I Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we've already talked a little bit about the, the, the xenophobic um, you know, type, of, type of deal we, that we have going on this, in this country, and, that's, and that's, still, that's also in the KBO. What, I, what I, I would love to see and at least have an English link for the, for the, for the website um, just to generate more interest. There's plenty of, of Americans and, and, and whatever who, who want to see baseball games who want to go to baseball games but I don't I don't think that they have they haven't quite yet been haven't been welcomed I don't think enough by by the KBO you know they are certainly concentrating on the the Korean fan base uh, the the attendance continues to go up I think this year has been kind of a struggle um, but the attendance has been great so uh, to me, the next the next step is to realize there is a lot uh, a, a very large um, foreign population now. Uh, hey, let's let's get those th- those people who come from a baseball loving country. Let's let's get them in the in, in the in the stands and kind of experience um, Korean baseball. Obviously, it's 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 a bit different. I think in a lot of ways, um, it's more it's it's a, maybe it's a more fan friendly. Um, game in, in, in Korea. I mean, it's, it's, when, you watch, when you watch a game in the States, it's, it's certainly a lot quieter than it is, it is here. Um, but it really gives you an opportunity to, to get involved. I, I would even like uh, soccer players or soccer fans would probably appreciate going to a baseball game here, even though they, they would think that it's probably boring, boring or whatever. If you close but your they, eyes, you might think you're at a soccer stadium. <laughs> exactly. They get, hey, they can at least cheer, you know. Yeah. <coughs> Okay, back to the cyber world. Uh, Harry Dean, I call him a fan of the people. He's a big part of the documentary. Uh, by the way, congratulations to him. Served 20 years in the U.S. Army. Um, and served part of that in Afghanistan. Uh, he asks, hold on, put your seatbelt on. Would he be willing to come to Doosan? We could really use him. Um, no, we will not let Nippert go. I can throw in a signed Choi Jun Soup jersey as a signing bonus. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I I, I want to say that I've actually met him. Harry Dean. Maybe, maybe I I, I out, outside of the out in fact outside of the, the bus. I'll show you a picture of him. Can't really see. I th- yeah, I think yeah. The, I think that's yeah. 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 So would I would I be willing to go to go to Doosan? Oh well, uh, I'm certainly happy with where I am. There's there's no doubt about that. I have. Um, I love my teammates. They they really have brought me in and made me feel like I'm I'm you know that I'm not a foreigner. Um, I do I do like the you know, the fact playing and playing in, in Gemshill, playing in a bigger stadium, um, on, maybe on a bigger stage, that type of thing. Um, hey, it'd be a lot of fun to play with 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 Dustin. I mean, we get along great, but I mean, I'm 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 very happy where I am right now. 
um, playing with playing with Andy, playing with his team. Uh, in the situ- in the situation that I am, it's it's just it's just comfortable. It's like a warm blanket right now. It's just it's 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 it seems like home for me. When I when I when I come out here, like we were, we were in Arizona for spring training. I couldn't wait to get here. I just wanted to get here because it was just let's get it almost feel okay. Let's get home. Let's get back to work. Kind of get into a routine. Whereas you're in Arizona and just it's just it's it wasn't home. So I, I I'm I've been really lucky. Uh, both teams that I played for here um, have been really good to me, and uh, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I I would like to play another two or three years if I can. I mean, I'm 37 now. If I could, if I could get to to 40, I'd be pretty happy about that. Well, if you, if you craft a knuckleball, you can oh, play good your, uh, 50. Yeah, I don't think I, I I don't well I don't think my wife would like that, but <laughs> but uh, I, I I would I would be more than happy to to retire as a next end hero. What do you want to do after you retire? I'll probably end up coaching. It's it's uh, when I was younger, I never really thought that I would want to, um, but then I had some, some some opportunities to coach my my old college team. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that, and then I also just being an older player and having younger pitchers ask me questions, things about like that, and even hitters talking about hitting and talking about just just baseball in general um it's made me realize that this is it's, that's probably what's for me probably staying in this game and 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 because bottom line is probably what i'm best at um and so i i feel like i have um i think i feel like i have something to give back uh to the game and to, and to, the, to the, the guys that are coming up and, and playing it um how to play it the right way how to respect the game um just just in just how to enjoy it any particular level oh i mean i i i would whether it be in the in the big leagues or be be here, I mean, I, I think I want to be um, in professional baseball. Um, I like I like to tinker. I like to to like when you when you're dealing with professional players, you they already have an idea, and then you can just kind of hone that. You know, you're just gonna tinker with it. That that's that's what I want to do. I don't want to I don't want to be like working with clay I don't want to take a, a, a piece of piece of mud and try to try to try to make it into something that's what that's more something like high school college yeah. um, and even that can, can, can be kind of fun but to actually make a living out of it and, and do it on a regular basis got uh, some good high schools in Southern California. well sure yeah but it's just it's it's also when you're when you're doing that kind of stuff you're dealing with parents and politics and all that crap and I don't want to do that oh I just I just want to be able to to you know, speak to a man and say, "Let's let's, you know, let's try this. Let's do that, and and, and see if it works." And and when it does work, kind of see that look on their face, like, "Oh, huh, that's pretty cool." All right. Yeah. Gou, as you know from Jan Hap, mm-hmm. uh, he asked uh, about your cameo in Moneyball. Have you seen Moneyball? <laughs> he wants to know about that. What do you think about that? I had no idea about it. I had no idea until. Um, one of my old coaches in, in, in college said, you know you're in Moneyball? What? And I, so I ended up seeing the, the clip. Okay, yeah, it lasts all of a second, maybe. So um, whatever. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's, it's, I don't, I, I find it even hard to say that I was in Moneyball. My face was in Moneyball. My, 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 you know, stats or whatever. Um, it's kind of a, a neat little thing, but, uh, 
I don't really I don't really think about it. If I was if I was like actually had a speaking part in Moneyball, or if I was doing something in Moneyball, then <laughs> that might be a little bit more. That might be a little cooler. I'd have my I had my I would have my uh, Screen Actors Guild card and all that kind of stuff. But this is that's just kind of a little bonus. It's still kind of cool. Though. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Yeah. What was kind of funny is when it came out, both me and Corey Aldridge, who were on the on on this team two years ago, are in it. Our faces are both in it. Yeah, it's ironic. Yeah. Wow. Um, Dodgers, you're a big Dodgers fan. Are you still a Dodgers fan? Oh, you're yeah. Still fun? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now you got Ryu pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, are you surprised at the success he's had? No. No. I, when, when, a lot of people asked me last year what I expected out of him if he went to the States. And I said, um, I can see him being a, a two or three starter in the big leagues. Um, not only because of the stuff that he has, but his demeanor. He doesn't seem phased by anything, and that's and that's and that makes a big difference um, in the big leagues. You, you, there's so many things that are pulling you in different directions. It's the it's the guys who can kind of put the put that stuff out of their minds and just go about their business. Those are the guys who can who who are typically successful. Um, I think it helps to be in LA with a large Korean uh, uh, population. Um, so it's not yeah, like family there. Oh, okay. Yep. So, I mean, if he was in oh, okay. If he was in Kansas City, for example, it might be a little bit different. He 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 would probably feel like he's in the middle of nowhere. That's not something that he would be used to dealing with. Being in LA, there, it's. It's like being it's like being in Seoul. There's a lot of different kinds, a lot of different people walking around the streets. You could go to um, you know, go to Glendale, go to Koreatown. There's I mean there's 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 things to make him feel at least like he's at home. That's kind of the same way for us here. There's there's certain places in Korea you can go to and go. You know what? Well, yeah, and I I try to I try to stay away from there as much as possible anyway. Too many too many drunks. Yeah. But. Um, but there is that. I mean, there, there's a when we when there are a couple places we like to go to in, in Itaewon that, that are that are that are cool and kind of kind of help us to. All right, hey, there's somebody speaking English. There's another. That's an American. Okay. Have so. you been to that diner there? It was like upstairs. Diner? Yeah, there was a like I, a prop. Like I think they called it a diner. Maybe it was I, upstairs. Andy might have might have yeah. been there. I've heard about it. Yeah. They shut it down. Huh. They moved it, but it's not reopened. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Scouting report, okay, here in the KBO. Last week or two weeks ago, scouts were looking at uh, O, the closer for Samsung, mm-hmm. and a lot of people said the same night they were looking at your shortstop, Kang. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those guys, can you talk about them? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, he, he I, I definitely see him... I, I think he can be ses- successful in the in, in the States. Same thing. He doesn't seem phased by much. Um, he obviously has the fastball. He has he's he's a just a pure power guy. He's just going to go right after you. Um, he does tend to pitch up in the zone uh, quite a bit, which could could possibly get him in trouble in the states. But it's still his aggressiveness is going to is going to keep hitters off balance. I can definitely see him being a a like setup type guy. Throw him in there as as, as a closer um, here and there. Uh, I. I, I think he could definitely go in, you know, next year and be successful. Um, Jung Ho, he is—he's a talent. 
just bought it. I mean, he's, he's gosh, I think he's only 26, 27 years old. Uh, military out of the way. Yeah, military, that, all, all that kind of stuff is done. He has, he has all the tools. Like I said, he has legit pop. Got a very good arm. Um, I think he's still kind of coming into his own as far as playing, playing the infield. Um, he, he'll almost have a, te- a tendency to get maybe a little bit lazy at times. Um, when it comes to that, and he also has a tendency to swing at some bad, bad breaking balls. But you, again, you're talking about a 26-year-old um, who still has a lot of time to grow and, and become a better player. And I think that's that's going to happen. I think he's he, he needs to be pushed a little bit. He he needs to have that um, uh, you know the the, the, ch- the challenge. I think that he could certainly be have have some success too. Does he have the temperament? Over there. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a pretty pretty mellow guy. Yeah, I mean he, he he'll get a little annoyed with himself here and there, but you know he uh, he definitely has a temperament. Yeah. I know you're a big uh, history fan. Your favorite time period in history again? We talked about it last year, but we want to talk about it on the podcast. Well, I mean, did I, I was that was it was it did I say World War Two? Yeah. Yeah. It just just the. It's 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 kind of hard to explain, obviously, because I'm I, I wasn't there. But just how many things how many things had to go right or go wrong for for things to to go one way or the other? I mean, we, things could have been so bad for for the Allies at, 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 at one point. If if one if one little thing really hadn't have happened, but it's also just the how. How the American people, men, women, back back in the, in the states, rallied around each other um, for one common cause. There wasn't really any, uh, not really much against it. It was like this is this is right. This is what needs to happen um, to make this to make this world a better place. And I th- and I th- I think that it did, and it made and it made America a better place. Just to have that kind of. Uh, you know, nationalistic feel. Just everyone, the, the women in the in the factories, uh, just doing whatever they could for the the war effort. You know, just you know, we, we wars obviously you, you wish they don't happen, and in obvious in in our our society, in what we're seeing now, um, so often it seems like. Wars are are fought for for different reasons, and, and and a lot of times they don't seem like they're right. Whereas it's, it, it, nobody ever seems to agree on on anything anymore. But it always it seemed like with with World War Two, everyone pretty much everyone could agree that this is what what needs to be done, and so it just it just it, it just feel like it must have been nice to live in a in a society back then where. Just about everybody was on the same page. Now in America, where every, everything is basically cut down the middle, yeah. I just wonder what it must have been like for so many people to be on the same page. I think we got a taste of it right after 9-11. Yeah, we before did. Before we went into Iraq and Afghanistan. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Just like, wow. I mean, it was sad what happened. Yes. I personally lost friends. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, you know, I was I moved out to Southern Cal like two weeks before, and I remember on one of the overpasses, a guy was holding an American flag, yeah. and people were honking, and, you know, I went back to New York a couple of weeks later, or a month later, and people were more friendly. And, yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's yeah it's funny it's funny how tragedy brings can bring out the, the best and it bring out the worst in people but it it's it, it certainly seemed like it brought out the best in 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 Americans at that time I want to show you three books from my library I want to lend to you and you tell me which one you would read first and why the one's a magazine these are two of my favorite books and then this I got in uh, in Dallas in Dallas where JFK was shot oh. and killed which one would you read first and why I would I would probably read this one just just because it seems like there's so many untold stories um, there's so many things that There's always there always has to be more. There's always got to be behind the scenes. Um, I think a lot of times we get a watered down taste of we get an, a lot of times we get an overview of what happened. It'd be nice to get the the fine print, like who was thinking what, why did this happen, what was the what was the what are, were the repercussions of, of, of these types of decisions that go on that that, that shape our our world. So that would be. Lies my teacher told me. Yeah, yeah. I think you would like that because you're a parent, and I don't know how old. You one, one girl and three. Boys. One girl. And uh, how old are the boys? They seven, five, and three. Okay, so your seven-year-old is going to start learning about history. Mm-hmm. With this book, this was a New York Times bestseller. Lies my teacher told me. This book looks at several different textbooks. Yeah. And kind of looks at the lies of them. Uh huh. So you know, you as a parent, me hopefully as a parent someday would want to. Say hey, look, you also want to look at this. Besides yeah. Besides your textbook. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. It is. I mean, this is all. This is always something that's interested me. But it, you know, it's we've all read or watched or seen so many things about the the. the this is written by somebody who's there. Yeah. Took photographs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I. I'll try to find the DVD for you. Is. The DVD too. I just wonder if this was anything that was on. Um, they're doing a. They're doing a fire drill out here, so. I don't know if you can, if you're still able to hear me, or if it's like. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anytime there's anything about the JFK assassination, I I'm usually going to watch it. There's been some things on National Geographic Channel or, or uh, Discovery or, or whatever the case may be, or even if it was watching um, you know, JFK, like you know the Oliver Stone thing. There's so <laughs> there's so many things that are that are said. There's so many th- theories. There's so many thoughts. Um, you know from a It almost seems like, from a common sense standpoint, that there had, it had to be more than, than Lee R. V. Oswald. That's the way I think. I, I, I always think that there's there's something more than this. If you, this. If you go there, have you been there? To the, have you been to the site? No. Go. Get a chance. Yeah. You, I'm convinced there was somewhere in the grassy
different situation. Now they're now they're landing a chopper on out in front of the hotel. There's military trucks. In a war zone, still. This is still a country that's at war. Yeah. Have you been up to the DMZ? No. Oh, no. Nope. You need to get up there. Yeah. Next and do the um, the N N NCO. No. What is it? That organization that supports the troops and all that. There's like two tours, NTO or NSO. Okay. Whatever it is. Huh. Yeah. All right. Because um, you know you guys have off on Monday. Yeah. It is always, but it's always like I'm off today. I mean, like going someplace just does not sound like fun. But it's, I, yeah, it, it for somebody like me, it should be it should be a situation that I would want to do. I mean, uh, I assume you'll be on the All Star team, or maybe you know you have a good chance. But mm. are you giving a break then? Yeah. Uh, gosh. Five, well, the All Star break this year is five days. Five days. Um, but I, w- I'm sure we'll have a couple workouts invo- involved there. But that yeah. that would definitely be a good time to do it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on, uh, you mentioned about the fans mm-hmm. and how kind of generous and thoughtful they are giving you presents, and you didn't, you didn't have that in MLB. Yeah. Um, can you, again, like, talk about that and tell us about some of the presents you've gotten recently, some really interesting ones? Well, when I, when I got here this year, um, <laughs> the, like, like the fan club, basically, um, had made me a, a gold glove um, because I, I, I didn't I didn't get the, the gold glove this this past year and it was like this controversy or whatever and so that they so they they made me a gold gold glove and, and put it in a in a in a glass box and really really nice well, really well done um, and these t-shirts that had like caricatures of me and my whole family like in, in, in next end stuff it was it was really 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 cool um, and also like literally a hand cart I don't know two three feet tall full of stuff like snacks and and and, and drinks and and whatever I mean just tons of stuff they went to Costco and like just got a bunch of a bunch of things so that was that was like the first thing that I got when I got here and then I've I've received yeah yeah and yeah and um, I got a picture book that had that I mean really really well done that had just quote after quote after quote from people from fans saying you know voicing their appreciation for me and all this kind of stuff Um, just just really clever really. Thoughtful things from yeah from fans that you, I just you probably really wouldn't see so much in the states. I mean, a lot of times your fans in the states just they want to get they want to get an autograph or they want to get a picture or whatever. But they like the fans here really give back like they give back like hey you you've done something for me you've entertained me you've done this uh, certain way we want to we want to give give back something to you which it's which nice. is it's really it's really cool. What yeah. if it was like that? 40, 50 years ago in the States. Maybe. When it was more um, personable. Right. Yeah. It very it very well could have been. But it, it's 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 a nice it's a nice gesture, obviously it's not needed at all because they're always so supportive anyway as far as cheering. They don't they don't boo, they don't do things like that. They're there's always that support, but you know, the 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 you know, to have something in your hand, it's just, it's it's kind of, it's it's an extra, and it's something nice to show your family, and that type of thing. Cool. Anything yeah. else you want to say? 
hot when you talk to my <laughs> wife. <laughs> no, I'm just happy to be here as usual. It's just, it's a good, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been the whole, my whole career has been interesting. You know, the whole journeyman thing, just going back and forth, not knowing. Super journeyman. Yeah, not knowing if, if, if one day is going to be my last doing this type of thing and, and to come here and, and finally it really feel like I'm home or I, I, that, I'm, that I'm really, really, truly comfortable. Um, this is the longest and, tenure you've had with the team? Or were you with the Yanks for two years? Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if you want to... Up and down? Yeah, if you, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I was... If you want to say I was in Columbus for three years, that was... that was, um, But, I, you know, it was up and down. That's between. a revolving door. Yeah. So, but actually one place at one time for... for yeah, this is, this is the longest. So this is... Did you ever think when you started your baseball career that you would call Korea the home of all homes in baseball? No. No, I didn't. I don't even think when I first started playing baseball that I knew the Korea had a had a league. So, and actually to look at pictures like when I when I first started, when I first started playing, so that was 90, 1995, I've seen pictures of, of games that were played in '95 in Korea. Dirt field. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, probably a good probably a reason why I didn't know that there was a. Leagues come along. Oh right? hell, hell yeah, <coughs> without a doubt. From those first fields. Yes. Just the. From the fields, the uniforms to the just the the the, the play on the field is is different. I mean, it when you watch games from 30 years ago, I mean it's only 30 years. It looks like you're watching a game from the states from 1920. Yeah, it is just what is going on here. So it's 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 pretty pretty interesting. It's it's impressive how it's. I guess it's in a way it's kind of mirrored. Mirrored the country, how long, how 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 far they've come in in the thirty years. I mean, this thirty years ago, this is literally a third world country, and it's it's look at it now. I mean, it is a these these cities are bustling metropolises with with just huge buildings and and all these tech companies and just just it's it's really impressive how how far they've come so fast. So, cool. thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. If you want to watch that podcast, you may go to my YouTube channel, ComingToAmericaBaseball.com, or go to the website, ComingToAmericaBaseball.com, and click on the Videos tab. Uh, to get in touch with us on the social networks, it's coming to A-M-E-R-B-B, coming to A-M-E-R-B-B, that's Twitter, or we have a Facebook page, Coming to America Baseball. Dot com, and you can reach us on the website. If you want to email me, it's phil, P-H-I-L, at comingtoamericabaseball.com. Coming up on future podcasts, we'll have Chris Oxpring of the Lote Giants. Uh, we'll also have Jojo Reyes and Chris Seddon of the SK Wyverns, and also Sean Kim, their translator, slash, I would call him an assistant GM. He's the guy who does the contracts negotiates the contracts for the team with foreign players. Spoke to him a little bit. Very interesting guy. Uh, so that'll do it for this episode of ComingToAmericaBaseball.com. We're dark here on a Monday night in Korea. No baseball. Uh, a pretty big moon. Have a good night. Enjoy baseball wherever you are in the world. Bye-bye. I can never doubt you for